Hello, folks, and welcome to e-commerce QA. This is the podcast where store owners, directors of e-commerce, and e-commerce managers can stay up to date on the latest tools and technologies in e-commerce. I'll be joined on the show by my colleague and partner in crime, Dylan Holst. Our goal is to handle one or two questions per episode. You can check us out on the web at ecommerceqa.tv. There you'll be able to get in touch, ask us questions, and just generally participate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ecommerce QA Episode 5 with Michael Bauer, that's me, and Dylan, as always. And we're here to talk to you about the uh, some of the common questions on the street, in the air, everywhere, about e-commerce. What's going on, guys? Today, we're going to be talking about how we can best configure our e-commerce sites for shipping. What are the best shipping practices out there? What are the people who are doing it well doing? All that kind of stuff. Uh, we just want to basically lay the groundwork for how you too can optimize your site to offer your customers the best possible solutions for shipping. This is a really good question to talk about this time of year because last year, Amazon lost billions of dollars on shipping. As you know, they have the Amazon Prime. Everybody loves it. Can you imagine You know, if you're charging more for your shipping than you're paying out? You'll be sitting pretty, get a little bit of extra income. But if the opposite happens, that's a huge problem. That can take all of your margins right there. So let's dig into it. Dylan, what kind of uh, questions have you been coming across about this? Well, I think the best way to approach this is maybe to just kind of lay the groundwork for what you know your most basic e-commerce sites are doing out there correctly, how they're optimizing their sites to ensure that you know they're not hurting their margins and they're still allowing their customers some standard shipping options. So mm-hmm. Michael, maybe you could give us a few ideas on the easiest way to make sure that our sites are configured properly. So what I'd like to start off with probably is to look at the main concept, which for most merchants is going to be, how can I offer competitive shipping that's not going to annoy customers because we've always been there and seen that shipping rate that makes us go, no way am I buying that um, without losing a bunch of money on my shipping. So there's kind of two ways of approaching this. A long time ago, when we all ordered stuff from catalogs, there would be a little, typically little table appearing at the end of the catalog telling you how much your shipping would cost if you bought such and such a, an order volume or if you had such and such a number of items in your order. And maybe if you got over a certain amount of items or cost, it would be free, something like that. That's table-based shipping. And a lot of stores still do that. And it's actually a legitimate approach. The other option is to use API-based shipping. And in this case, your website will talk to UPS or whatever your carrier is and will say, hey, UPS, I got a package these are the dimensions, the weight, and so on. Or maybe it's just going to tell it the weight. And here's the origin zip code. Here's the destination zip code. How much is this going to cost me to ship? And then UPS will return whatever rates are available for that. So that's API-based shipping. So you've got those two options. So I think the main thing here is to figure out, do you want your shipping to be really, really easy to, for customers to understand and not wonder about? If so, maybe you want to go with table rates, especially if you're offering a, you know, a small assortment of products or products that are approximately the same size and weight, that can be a really great way to go. If your product attributes, maybe like the size, the weight vary a lot, or if you're wanting to be able to accommodate shipping to remote locations, you may want to use an API because that way you'll be able to tell, you know, cover all those edge cases. So those are some examples of how you do normal carrier-based shipping. Okay, cool. So now that we've laid the groundwork, let's talk about something that might be a little bit more complicated which is, let's say you've got a customer that wants to come and pick up in store, or you know, there's a lot of different edge cases in which mm-hmm. customers want 
some shipping option that doesn't you know come by default? What do we do in those cases? Good, good question. So again, these e-commerce platforms that we're using nowadays, they come with a lot of this built into them. So let's say you wanted to do a in-store pickup option. Well, typically your e-commerce software will offer a free shipping option or flat rate option that's built into it. All you have to do is title that pick up at my store and it's either $0 or $5. Uh, you know, maybe another example would be what if you're shipping LTL, which is less than a full truckload freight. You can actually do that with APIs now. So if you're doing a B2B concept and you're selling some big product or, a, you know, a large volume of product, and maybe you're doing pallets, you can actually uh, plug in your API credentials now to be able to calculate those things on your website so people don't have to call and request rates. Those would be a couple of examples of, you know, slightly less common use cases, but sure. still a lot of a lot of people are going to need to do that stuff. Okay. So let's talk about if a customer wants to, you've got a local customer, right? And mm. he wants to come in and have it delivered same day. Mm. What do we do in a case like that? You know, honestly, I would probably try and design a scenario there that would work for whatever the 80% of your customers are going to be. And then mm-hmm. basically have a little note there about if this doesn't work for you, then call. Because same day, people are still going to have a little bit of back and forth. Typically, a while ago, we were working with a client that was doing local food delivery. Mm-hmm. And we built out a lot of specialized logic around how far from their origin point we would allow certain shipping options to show on the website. And that was all well and good. But at the end of the day, in a lot of cases, people still want to talk on the phone. Sure. So we're going to be seeing new carriers and uh, new services from existing carriers designed around same-day delivery. In fact, Shopify is actually rolling that out in certain locations right now. But until we get that a little bit more stabilized, we don't really have a better way of handling that high-touch same-day local delivery necessarily than a phone number. So definitely try and make it happen with the technology, but we're not really there yet. Okay, so the key there, it sounds like, is to make sure that you're covering the majority of your customer base first. Focus on that. And then with these edge cases, you know, maybe you'll have to do something a little bit more personal, like talk to them on the phone, but make sure that you're covering the majority of your customers as opposed to the minority first. Like focus on that first. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy with the shipping stuff to, you know, go crazy with the edge cases. Sure. Okay. So let's say I'm using a 3PL service, right? 3PL standing for third-party logistics service. Sure. Yeah. Let's say I've got all my products in somebody else's warehouse and mm-hmm. I have to set up some sort of a, a system to track inventory and also at the same time track all my shipping. Mm, good. What are some good good options for me there? Well, you know, third-party logistics is an industry that's really uh, come into prominence recently with everybody who's starting a store but not wanting to inventory their own products. So you call up a warehouse and say, hey, can you ship my goods for me? Well, of course, the issue is when you get an order, that order has to go to the warehouse and they have to ship it out correctly. So how's this handled? Well, today, this is typically handled by the warehouse having a particular piece of software and then offering either either a flat file upload where you can regularly upload your files to them, uh, which I really don't think you would want to do in a manual way. You'd want that to be automated. Um, or via API, similar thing, your software can potentially plug into their third-party logistics software, and then your orders will go through, tracking numbers will come back, and so on. The inventory piece is the other piece that we might just touch on here. The warehouse, if they're storing the goods, they also know how many of each product you have in stock. So that's something you need to sync back into your software. Yeah, I could kind of go on and on because this is 
a use case we deal with a lot. Sure. I do, by the way, if you're not doing third-party logistics, I would highly recommend you consider it. Uh, though, you know, a warehouse is going to be able to have their process designed around getting those shipments out reliably, same time every day, and, uh, you know, very high amounts of consistency there that would be hard to achieve if you're just a one-man band. So, Michael, tell us if there are, in your mind, any good options as to maybe a third-party app or something that maybe doesn't fix problems with the standard shipping um, configuration, let's say in Shopify or Magento, but maybe that we can use to supplement what we currently have, maybe some, you know, to give our customers more options. Mm -hmm. So you have rate calculation and you have label generation if you really want to keep it simple. So Mm -hmm. rate calculation is typically going to be something that you're going to want done within your e-commerce store. You may have to rely on some third-party APIs like we talked about, but at the end of the day, that's something that is done as the customer is placing the purchase. Now, after that happens, the order is placed, the customer has paid for whatever shipping amount that they've got, that order is going to go through whatever your fulfillment process is. And during that, there's going to have to be one or more shipping labels typically created to support that. There's a great piece of software that I have used for a long time and can highly recommend. It's called ShipStation. And ShipStation is a very affordable piece of software that integrates with almost every e-commerce store on the planet. And uh, it's, it's very reliable. Basically, you can set it up in about 20 minutes, and then you'll be able to generate labels. Obviously, you have to have an account with, uh, in their case, stamps.com and or somebody like UPS or FedEx um, if you want to generate those labels. But it makes it really easy to do uh, both the, the label printing generation and also connecting into your store to communicate back when the order has been shipped. So that's a good place to start ShipStation. Another piece of software that I'm thinking about if you're using Magenta specifically is called Shipper HQ. Shipper HQ is a basically dramatically improved rate calculation piece of software. So that is something that would actually be the first part where you're calculating the rates. It can do things like calculate time in transit, handle dimensional shipping, all those, like we talked about earlier, edge cases that would be hard to anticipate. It does all of that for you. So depending on your platform, you will have different options for how robust your shipping capabilities will be. Okay, cool. And then finally, maybe if we could close on this. Sometimes offering too many options is a bad thing, right? When we give our customers too many things to choose from, they get confused and we overcomplicate the system. So at what point are we offering our customers too much when it comes to shipping options? And at what point do we have to be careful that, you know, we're overcomplicating the system? Yeah, it's kind of a nerd factor, right? Is your customer base the type of people who really would want to see six different mm. carrier options and see, you know, media mail, I guess nobody ships with media mail. Um, you know, do you uh, alternately, is this really the type of product that somebody would realistically want overnight? You know, in some cases, I would suggest not offering an overnight option, it just might seem a little cheesy. So what I would do is aim for three to maximum five shipping options that you want to display. And that's, that's kind of a lot already. I mean, some people would just do two options. And that's probably good for luxury brands where you don't have to compete so much on the the shipping price. The reason to have more options is to offer better pricing for what you're you're giving someone in terms of the time the package will arrive. So if you can get away with having fewer options, I recommend doing that. Cool. So in conclusion, Michael, any final thoughts? Anything that you feel like we haven't talked about but needs to be said? Yeah. I kind of started here and I'll end here. For those edge cases, they can be handled. It's not always obvious how you do it, though. 
So let's say you don't ship to Hawaii and Alaska. You know, don't just be like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to have to take a loss on my shipping. No. Talk to a developer, talk to someone who's an expert in the software that you're using, and they'll be able to help you get an option so that you're not losing money on your shipping. Awesome. Thanks, folks, for listening. This has been our fifth episode, I believe. Michael, correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. E-commerce Q&A. So we're excited about that. Thanks for listening. And if you're interested in either of the third-party apps that Michael referenced, we'll have those in the show notes for you to take a look at. And until next time, folks, have a good week. Happy shipping. (laughs) Happy shipping. (laughs) 